You're listening to another episode of the Zag. Eric Sob here, excited to be joined by Amit Johnny from the NLC New Jersey class, a 2016 fellow. Lots to talk about. He's doing some great work out there. He also has his own podcast, so we can swap stories. Thanks for listening. Let's get to it. All right, Amit, should we, should we see ourselves as podcasting rivals, podcasting friends? How would you describe our, our current relationship here? I'd say probably podcasting gurus. That's <laughs> there you a good go. Way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Give me the name of the podcast and how long you've been doing it. Sure. The podcast is called Politics and Spice. Um, we've been doing it for about a year now. And strictly New Jersey type things? Are you looking nationally, globally? What are the usual topics of conversation? Um, yeah. I mean, sim- similar to um, the Zag, uh, we do one on one interviews usually. Um, and it's, it's actually part of our nonprofit um, called the New Jersey Leadership Program. Um, but essentially, yeah, we have people from all walks of life. Essentially, we want to highlight South Asian successes. That's what our uh, nonprofit revolves around. So, um, you know, we, we bring in people who are elected officials uh, who are South Asian, um, you know, der- senior government staffers. Uh, we had Miss New Jersey on before. Um, so people from essentially all Watts life entrepreneurs. So the list goes on and on. Nice. And before we get into some questions on the nonprofit, I know folks out here for NLC Los Angeles are always very curious about the New Jersey NLC chapter, just based on the years of prolific fundraising. And, and you guys always <laughs> seem to turn out so many people to convention and retreat and events. Uh, you know, what, what do you think has led to the success of the Jersey chapter? I think New Jerseyans are just awesome. I think that's that's a secret. Um, but no, it's it's funny because uh, I was just talking. Uh, we had the institute here in New Jersey this past weekend. We were talking about who's going to go to the Houston convention coming up, and um, we we're telling the new fellows uh, in this institute how great you know the turnout is for New Jersey, and how you know people sometimes you know give us you know crap. Uh, <laughs> over there from other chapters. But I, I think it's just uh, everyone's so cohesive here. Um, I think everyone just gets along and works really well together. And, you know, I think people are just inspired. They're driven by the New Leaders Council mission. Um, and they just want to do good. Yeah. So then on your nonprofit, you were the founder. Did it already exist before you got involved? What's the backstory on it? Sure. So the New Jersey Leadership Program, um, yeah, we, we did help to found it. Um, before that, we didn't really have anything like that here in New Jersey. And essentially, just to back up a little bit, our whole mission is to expose South Asian youth to government and politics. Um, at the time, uh, the summer of 2015, if you looked at Congress, for example, um, you know, South Asians make up about 1% of the American population. But when you looked at Congress, we barely had any representation there. We had one member actually from California, Congressman Ami Bera, who was of uh, South Asian Indian American descent, but we didn't really have anyone else. And that was well under the 1% uh, representation. Um, and especially in places like California and here in New Jersey, where there's so many you know, Asians and South Asians, we just didn't see the representation. Um, so we wanted to change that. And we, we thought if we had something where we can expose you know, uh, the South Asian youth at a young level um, that, hey, you know, government and the public sector could be an option for you. You don't just have to be a doctor or engineer or lawyer. Mm -hmm. 
you know, I thought, um, <laughs> I thought we could do a lot of good through that just by exposing them to the different career paths. So, um, so that, that was our kind of driving, uh, uh, factor there, motivation. Um, and that's kind of how it started in 2015. And then no one d- demographic block is going to believe the same thing politically, have the same, uh, principles or, or, or values, but what kind of trends do you see in, in the youth? Are they sort of becoming politically aware in a progressive way to start or in a conservative way? Like, where do you see them falling on certain issues? I mean, I think similar to other demographics, um, you know, no, like you said, there's no one cohesive thought process, but um, I, I generally, you know, the South Asian community and Asian community in general uh, definitely steer towards, you know, more progressive values, or at least, at least they're more likely to be Democrats or vote Democratic than the other for the other party. Um, and I think that's just, you know, simple fact that the Democrat Party has you know, advocated for immigrant rights and, you know, Im- issues important to, you know, the Asian, South Asian communities. So I definitely would say they definitely skew more to the left. And you saw that with the recent presidential elections. And, you know, you can see that on the local level, but that's not to say, you know, they're not all across a grid or the political spectrum. Um, for, for us, we're nonpartisan. Mm-hmm. So we do place fellows and, you know, um, Republican offices, Democratic offices, um, you know, so we, we don't want to confine that to any, you know, particular viewpoint. That's what I was going to ask. So the linchpin of the program is that summer experience where you're taking, I don't know if you call them summer fellows or whatever the yep, language would be. Fellows. Okay, great. So you're taking summer fellows and you're placing them in, in uh, the, the governor's office, city council office, like where, where do they end up and what do you see f- the summer fellows actually doing over that course of the summer? Sure. Yeah. So the way we uh, drive our mission home to expose more South Asian youth to government politics is through our signature NJLP uh, summer fellowship program. And what that really entails, the, the main piece of it is we uh, pair the summer fellows up. We choose 10 South Asian high school or college students every summer. And we place them either with the governor's office, a uh, member of Congress, or with their state legislator. Um, so they do that for about six weeks for a full-time uh, program, Monday through Friday, uh, 9 to 5 p.m. Um, for the six weeks. And then every Saturday, we also have a speakership series. So we'll bring in elected officials. We'll bring in senior government staffers, um, you know, business executives, nonprofit leaders, and et cetera, et cetera to talk to the fellows. Um, so they have a pretty personal space there, just the 10 fellows with the principal uh, we also do field trips. So last year we went to Washington D.C. The fellows were able to get a White House West Wing tour. They were able to go to Capitol Hill, talk to senior government staffers. Uh, we visited the Supreme Court. Um, so that that was really cool. And then we have networking events, um, you know, career development workshops, and yeah, we just kind of have fun during the summer. Nice. When we come back, I'm going to ask you some more questions about running a nonprofit. Lots of our folks out here are in that same boat. I think you have some interesting lessons to share with them. Thanks for listening to The Zag. We'll be right back. Yeah, I think one of the interesting things about having The Zag and talking to folks who who are in nonprofit life, and as I'm sure this is true for you out there, lots of NLC alums are in the nonprofit life. When you are trying to convince donors or funders to support your your nonprofit, what kind of 
metrics are they they trying to track? Are you trying to see like a pre and post survey uh, attitude about elected office or government in general from the fellows that do your program? Do you want to see them on a trajectory to run for office? What are some of the things that you're trying to prove work? For for us, when it comes to um, kind of proving our worth, uh, we just go back to our mission and the bigger picture. Uh, when we're trying to pitch investors um, or um, funders, um, you know, essentially we kind of tell them our story. And I think that's the biggest thing they get out of it is look, um, they don't necessarily, the youth don't have to necessarily be confined to just one or two or three fields. But if you allow them this experience to be with the, you know, governor or be with, you know, the Congress person that represents them or a state legislator, and they get all these other experiences through the field trips and speakership series, they might change their minds. And, um, and I think that's something the parents are seeing too. I think when uh, South Asians originally came to America, and this is true of my parents and my family as well. Um, the first generation was concerned with, you know, financial stability, you know, making money and uh, supporting their families. But with my generation, you're, you're seeing that change a little bit where they have the financial stability. And now, you know, they can kind of experiment a little bit more and go into fields that weren't traditionally, um, you know, open to them. Um, so, yeah, when, when we go to folks on the outside, we just show them everything that our fellows have been doing. You know, we, we pitch folks, you know, we post a lot on Facebook. We send out email blasts. Um, we have our podcast, Politics and Spice. So there's a lot of avenues we kind of reach out to folks um, about. And um, it's not necessarily metrics, even though we do do a lot of surveys with the fellows and we do share that data. Um, but for us, we just want to share that those personal stories and how that affected them. And to answer your the second part of your question, um, we'd love to see more South Asians in general, but especially our fellows run for office, um, you know, whatever level it's on. I think it's still a little bit early. Um, like I said, we started in 2015. This is going to be our third year or third summer fellowship program. So a lot of our fellows are just beginning to, you know, go into college or, you know, are finishing college. So I think it's still going to take a little bit of time, but we do hope that we build a pipeline uh, for them to go into, you know, public sector and government service. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up your, your personal aspect as well. I was going to ask if you saw yourself as someone who would work in the, the nonprofit field, if that came to you like late in college or after college, how did that turn come to be? Yeah, so for me, I remember uh, when I was at Rutgers uh, in college, people, I used to be a tour guy, and people used to always ask me, you know, what I wanted to be. And I'd always say, uh, rich and happy, you know. <laughs> um, so I'm not sure I'm there yet. But uh, for, for me, I, so I do the nonprofit, the New Jersey Leadership Program on the side. Uh, my full-time day job, I work for uh, uh, the governor's administration here in New Jersey, specifically in the Department of Transportation. Um, and, you know, I've, I've worked for, I've worked on Capitol Hill in Washington for Congressman Judy Chu, actually from California, uh, came back here in New Jersey, worked for Congressman Frank Pallone. Uh, I was a director of Asian American Outreach for the Murphy campaign, uh, for the gubernatorial campaign here in New Jersey. Um, so for me, I'm kind of one of those anomalies where, you know, I'm South Asian and um, was mostly involved in government and politics for most of my life. So um i'm just trying to share that with some of the fellows and then how often are you running into nlc alums in the governor's office i feel like there were a whole bunch of folks that worked on the campaign like you and then were able to, to transition into interesting positions once the 
the race was over. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I, I think the governor's office should just be called NLC pretty much, <laughs> uh, NLC New Jersey. But um, we do have a lot of folks um, in the administration, whether it's in the governor's office directly or, you know, within the departments or agencies. And I, I think in a lot of ways we do value diversity. So, you know, I'm sure similar to the LA chapter or other parts of the country, you know, we have fellows who are teachers, who are in the financial sector, um, you know, are, and are doing all sorts of stuff in the health field. Um, but I think a strong component of the New Jersey chapter um, is political. So we do have a lot of folks who are in government or public service um, in politics. And I think you saw that during the campaign. Um, it's actually funny, when I start my first day during, joining the campaign as a director of Asian American Outreach, um, we had another uh, NLCer, Justin Braz, mm -hmm. uh, who was a director of uh, labor. And it's so funny because um, the more and more I saw folks, um, the more NLC people were coming in. You know, so our operations director was someone from NLC, and um, you know, our policy director at the time, who's now chief counsel to the governor, Matt Platkin, he was an NLC. Um, you know, so the, the list just goes on and on. But I, the truth is, I run into NLCers literally every day, and I work with them. So, it really makes my job a lot easier, uh, you know, working with them. Yeah. Last thing, because you are plugged into the, the scene out there, and probably plugged into the national scene as well. What races are you watching? What trends are you uh, asking people to pay attention to as we get to the midterms in 2018? Sure. So, I, I think for for me, I'm looking at the. I'm looking at a lot of races. I'm hoping the Democrats win and take back the House. But uh, specifically, um, I'm also involved with a group called South Asians for America. Um, and essentially, we're kind of an um, a extension of the South Asians for Hillary uh, group during the presidential campaign. Um, and our goal is to have more South Asian representation. Um, and one of our biggest goals this year is to have more South Asian candidates or um, you know, candidates who support South Asian values uh, be elected to office. So we're certainly helping you know folks all across the country with that, and you know we're organizing different races. We're doing happy hours all across the country. We're helping to fundraise and just getting the word out to help those folks uh, in the community. Makes sense. Well, listen, thanks for the work you're doing. Thanks for coming on the Zag. And thanks for everyone who's listened to this episode. You can find all previous ones, and there's a bunch, over 50, in the iTunes Store, Google Play Store, SoundCloud. We're now on Spotify, probably be on Stitcher by the end of the week. So you can't miss us. No excuses. Download and subscribe. A few more episodes coming later this week. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you soon.